May all grace, mercy, and peace be to you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our gospel lesson from Luke 10 serves as the basis for the sermon this morning. So it was a 1957 World Series. No, I was not alive for it, but uh, I, I like baseball, so I follow these things. But it was a 1957 World Series, and uh, the famed catcher Yogi Berra and his uh, famous, infamous, I should say, New York Yankees were taking on the heavy hitter, Hank Aaron, and his Milwaukee Braves. And what was custom for Yogi was that uh, he liked to start chattering during the game quite often. Most of the time, he would keep up the ceaseless chatter as a way to rev up his, and amp up his teammates. But the other, on the other hand, he did it because he wanted to rile up and distract the batters for the Milwaukee, you know, for the other team. So there it was, and, and he was going about his business of talking trash and everything else, and up to the plate steps Hank Aaron. He's got his bat resting on his shoulder after he taps the plate, and he's ready to you know, get in the batter's box, and all of a sudden, here comes Yogi talking smack to him and, and says, Henry, you're holding the bat all the wrong way. You're supposed to hold it so you can see the trademark. And Hank didn't pay any attention to him. He just focused on what he was doing and as, as Yogi continued to get into his ear. And the very next pitch that came out of the pitcher's hand, Hank Aaron drove it, crushed it really, into the left field stands. Made his rounds around the base and came back and tagged up on home plate and looked down at Yogi and says, I didn't come up here to read. I came up here to bat. And then he jogged back to his, uh, his dugout. And, the, you know, the whole, his whole point was, I'm not going to get distracted. I've got a job to do. This is what's important in the game of baseball, and, and, and you're not going to mess with me. And that's what he did. He knew that he, if he let distractions get in his way, it would affect his game. You know, I think how easily we can let distractions get in the way and cause us to miss the important things in life. I guess really what it comes down to is what each and every one of us deems to be important in our lives, doesn't it? You know, for many, especially here in Western culture, there's a lot of emphasis uh, and importance placed upon things like wealth and social status and jobs and titles and who has the best toys and so forth. For Christians, what's the importance supposed to be placed upon? The Christian life. The life lived working in, in, in the mission field. Our focus is supposed to be on Jesus the problem is we too get distracted by the world and we get so busy in our daily lives or our schedules get hectic and chaotic that we don't sit still and spend time with the Lord. Because it's only when we are sitting still and sitting with God that we find out what true importance is, what true value is, and just how much our self-worth really is to God. Not by the things that we have or the things that we do, but how much He deems us important to Him. So it's in our gospel lesson today from, from Luke chapter 10 that we find Jesus has been invited into the house of Mary and Martha. And as Jesus reclines, well, we find out. We find out that Mary's sitting at Jesus' feet listening to Him while Martha goes about doing all the work. We're about to find out that there's a distinct contrast between Martha and Mary and what they deem to be important. Their emphasis on what is important is obviously drastically different. One sits at the feet of Jesus while the other one goes about serving Jesus. And for Martha, what's her importance placed upon? About serving 
being a good host because that's commonplace back in the day. It was commonplace for women to serve the guests in the house, to do all the preparations and whatnot. That's social norm. For Mary, on the other hand, she assigns importance to what? To sitting at the feet of Jesus, to being still for a few moments and listening to Him. That really irks Martha. Martha's really not a happy camper right now. For a moment, we might sit here and sympathize with Martha, might we? Right? You see Martha doing all the work and her sister's not doing anything. You've probably been there. You might have had that sibling in your household who, uh, who left you high and dry as you did all the dishes or the laundry and everything else while they infamously disappeared for an hour. Right? Or maybe you're the one in your office or at work or in school or pulling all the weight in the project. And we might be tempted to think, well, you know, um, she's right in all of this. And then, what does she do? She goes up to Jesus and says, Lord, do you not care? Do you not care that my sister has left me to work alone? <laughs> Tell her then to help me. Like Jesus is going to change the situation, right? This is what Martha's thinking. It's like saying, hey, Jesus, this isn't fair. You know that. Do something about this. Move her into action. Tell her to help me out. Uh, maybe, maybe, though, for Martha, what she's really irked about is the fact that Mary's not pulling her own weight in doing what the social norm is and being a proper host. Like it's bad show because now Mary's making Martha look bad. Nonetheless, any way you look at it, Martha's not a happy camper. Uh, she's about to get a little bit unhappier because I'm thinking she's probably not expecting what Jesus was going to say to her. Martha, Martha, you're anxious and you're troubled. Jesus knows Martha's distracted. His comment to her, though, isn't one that necessarily dismisses her actions of, of hospitality. Right? We know that Jesus holds hospitality in high regards. I mean, in the next chapter in Luke, we hear the parable of the Good Samaritan. So we know that he holds hospitality in high regards. But what he's pointing out is that she's distracted. That's her problem. Right? If you look in verse 40, where it says that Martha's distracted, the Greek word translated distracted is periospado. And I bring that up because we think of distractions as one of taking our eyes off of something, right? Which, you know, maybe being conned or scammed or something like that. Um, but here, what the word means is that you're being pulled or dragged in many different directions. And because Martha's being pulled or dragged in different directions, she's missing out on the most important aspect of hospitality. That's being, you know, the gracious attention of Jesus. That's what she's missing out in this story. That's part of being a host, isn't it? Taking time to listen to those who you're serving. She's troubled and worried about doing all these other things. And she's missing out on being with Jesus. She's too worried about getting all of these things done. And if that's not bad enough, what does she do? She goes so far as to break the rules of hospitality by calling her sister out in front of Jesus, right? Calling her out for her inaction and things. And then to make matters worse, she calls Jesus out for not caring. Jesus, do you not care? Lord, do you not care? I don't know that I've ever done that. I don't know that you've ever done that. 
Martha's distraction has caused now great tension between her and her sister and between her and Jesus. And it's caused her to miss out on truly being present with Jesus. And that's the most important aspect of hospitality. It's listening to your guests. And that's what distraction does. It takes one's focus off the truly important things in life. And for the Christian life, that's life lived in Jesus. Being equipped by Jesus. Listening to Him. You know, we live in, in, in here in America in a society where value and worth is measured by how busy you are, how productive you are, how you meet the expectations of other people. And the pressures are great. You know, we have chaotic schedules for sure. We aim to accomplish a lot. That was certainly my problem a few years back. I was trying to do everything. I was working a full-time job, being a pastor, coaching multiple sports at high school, running my kids around, trying to take care of people. Uh, like I was, my mentality was I was Superman. I can do all these things. And, you know, it was like, it was almost like I was relishing people saying, wow, you do all that? How do you do it? Like it's some kind of accolade. But then one day I got to the point where I fell into a, a deep funk, a, a depression. I was burned out. And on the surface, it might have looked like to people that, that I had it all together. But inside, I knew I was failing miserably. My family life was suffering. I was missing out on the important things in life. Most importantly, my spiritual life. My spiritual life took a big hit that year. I was going through the motions of being a Christian, but there was nothing inside. It was empty and void. It took a couple people, a couple of good friends, to, to nudge me in the right direction and, and tell me that I was was being too busy. I wasn't assigning importance and focus to the right areas in life. And it wasn't until last year when I got involved in a, in, a, in a long Bible study twice that that began to change. Those things that I used to deem important are no longer important. Do I still struggle with it? Yes, I think we all do. But the fact of the matter is that when we're sitting still at the feet of Jesus, listening to His words, finding our strength and our rest in Him, that we begin to see life lived in His kingdom. That we begin to find our rest. That we begin to order our days working for Him. Drastically distracted, I guess, would be the best way to describe how I was. So, let me ask you something today. Who do I identify more with in this story? Are you Martha? Do you find yourself being dragged six ways to Sunday trying to do it all? Worrying about everything getting done and missing out on sitting still? Or are you more like Mary? Taking time out to sit at the feet of Jesus and listen to Him. Taking on the posture of a student because that's what we need to do. What does fretting and worrying about things get us at the end of the day? If we're trying to keep up with the Jones, we're chasing money around and, and having all the good things in life, what does that really get us? We can't take it with us. What is fretting and worrying and being troubled really accomplished in our lives? Jesus says in Luke 12, 25, can any of you by worrying add a single hour to your span of life? I think all that worrying and everything actually takes years off of our life. Certainly takes our focus off of Jesus. And you know what? Sometimes our busyness and distractedness come about with good intentions. 
Right? I want you to think about that for a minute. We want to be able to provide for our families and our children and give them good things in life. We want to be that coach because we hope to make a difference in somebody's life. We want to be a part of that organization that's helping people out. <laughs> but you know what? Those are all good, noble things. But if, if all those things leave us with no room to spend with God, what good are they? How are our lives then truly enriched? And the answer is they're not. We'll end up burned out, troubled, anxious, and potentially resentful and feeling a lack of worth. And don't get me wrong, the world needs the Marthas in the sense of we need people who are diligent workers, but what the world really needs is Marthas who are more like Marys, who have a balance, who prioritize and put Jesus first, and let Jesus, by sitting still and at His feet, equip us and guide us into our lives in order the work that He wants us to do. Perhaps maybe then we should view Jesus' words to Martha maybe less as a rebuke or a reprimand and more as an invitation. An invitation, uh, you know those words that He says, Martha, Martha, you were troubled and anxious about many things. And then what does He say? But one thing is necessary. For Martha and for us, that one thing that is necessary is receive the gracious presence of Jesus. To listen to His every word and to know that that Martha, that we, are valued as children of God. Not valued by how much we do for Him or for our accomplishments, but simply valued as His creation. For Mary, this is the portion that she chose. To sit at His feet and sit still and receive His gracious presence and listen to His words. This is where Mary assigns importance and value. A portion that won't be taken from her. And this too is where we will find our value assigning importance of being still and listening to Jesus. Because Jesus invites all who are distracted to sit at His feet. All who are worried and anxious and troubled to come to Him. To sit still. To be strengthened. To find calm and peace and rest. There is only one thing that we need. And that's to open the doors and invite Jesus into our lives. We need to pay attention and listen to our guests. For our guest is Jesus, but our guest is also our gracious host, ready to give us an abundance of his gifts. And to God be all the glory. Amen.